Hello and welcome to the Writing Your Best Self podcast with me, Georgina Elmashady. Journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice that will help you cultivate the introspection and self-awareness you need to become your best self. Each week, we explore tried and tested techniques along with journaling prompts to help you dig deeper into yourself so you can leverage the wisdom within to achieve your biggest goals and create your best life. Let's get writing. Have you ever had a brilliant idea that you can't wait to see through only to talk yourself out of taking action? Yep, me too. And it frustrates me more than I can say. So when this happens in my life, I find I get a feeling of like shrinking and shriveling. And it's like watching a door that was open momentarily suddenly slam shut. And it makes me wonder, why do we do this to ourselves? After all, we are limitless beings. The human is capable of so many things, like things we can't even fathom. Just look around you and you'll see countless examples of people who've overcome ridiculous odds to achieve incredible things. And I don't know about you, but it makes me wonder, what do these people have that others don't? And I wonder if the answer is as simple as they have a more empowered relationship with fear. Because when you think about what stops you from stepping up and leaping out of your comfort zone, it's almost always fear-related. Who am I to do that? What if I fail? What if I'm not good enough? What if I'm too much? What what if others say bad things about me? What if I look stupid? What if I'm kidding myself? Etc, etc, etc. And when you dig a little deeper, you often find These fears are related to past experiences, you know, times and events in your life that you may mean something about you and your abilities. For example, I was bullied as a kid for being smart. Like seriously, I feel I must have cringing as I say that out loud. People would call me names like Big Head and Boffin and Know It All. And I'll be honest, it hurt. In fact, I've struggled over the years to fully show and own the part of me that has answers and ideas because I still fear the shame of rejection. I've had to really work at healing self-criticism over the years to reassure that part of me holds back because I get freaked out about how others might think of me. And chances are you'll have something similar in your own life. And it's probably sparked by when you failed and made a mistake, like when you let yourself or others down, when you got rejected or turned down for something that you really wanted. These moments burn and they also hold the power to stop us getting into situations that might make us feel this way again. And I hear you, from a left brain perspective, the hesitation or reluctance to act can feel illogical, especially when you're triggered by an event that happened decades ago in my case. But here's the thing. As humans, well, we're social beings. Like we thrive in the security of connection, acceptance and belonging. And it's a need that's woven deep into our DNA because for our Stone Age ancestors, it literally was a matter of survival. Where there's safety inside community, there's a threat to life if you're an outcast. Which is why we can take illogical actions to stay safe, even if it means pushing off the things we want. In the words of Tony Robbins, people will do more to avoid pain than they will do to gain pleasure. So, How do we get better at dancing the spectrum of taking a risk 
and feeling safe. How do we get better at navigating fear so we can be our best selves and feel empowered to craft a life we loved? Because let's say it as it is, it's our fear that we have to be. In the words of Jack Canfield, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Now, the good news is your journal can help you to increase your capacity to manage fear so you can step into the next version of your best self and do more of the things you desire. So keep listening because in this episode, I'm going to show you how you can transfer fear inside your journal. But first, I want to share a little about how your fear response works because I think it's really useful information. And this was certainly the case for me. Now, the first time I learned about the human fear response was during my year-long training to become a complementary therapist back in my late 20s. Now, this training was a revelation because I learned so much about the human body. It was amazing. I loved this time in my life. We studied anatomy and physiology as part of the training. And my teacher was a total boss. She was brilliant. She was passionate. She was articulate. I'll be honest, I hated science at school. I wasn't particularly great at it. And so it was a revelation for me to be so interested in a topic I thought I wouldn't like. But magical things opened up for me as I learned more and more about how our bodies work. Take the fear response. I had no idea how archaic our fight or flight response actually is. Turns out, as humans have evolved a lot faster than our instinctive survival response. Our fight or flight response is perfectly designed to help you survive a real threat to life. So back to our Stone Age ancestors. They needed to be able to hunt for food and possibly fend off an angry woolly mammoth or a triggered saber-toothed tiger. In life or death situations like these, you, you haven't got time to think. Instead, you need to be able to react fast. So when the fight or flight response kicks in, your body is filled with adrenaline. The heart beats faster too, sending energy to your limbs so you can fight it or leg it. Your entire body is primed to survive a short-lived stressful response. And after you fought or run, all that excess energy is dissipated and you return to, in quotes, normal. The problem is that nowadays, this same response kicks in when you're in a traffic jam, when you're late for a meeting, when you have an argument with your boss or your partner or your children, or when a great idea or thought nudges you outside of your comfort zone. So, Where fight or flight preps you with the energy to run or fight, it doesn't help you think straight, which is why in the thick of fear or overwhelm, your mind starts to feel foggy and you find yourself not being able to think straight. It's that kind of rabbits and headlight visual. And unfortunately, in our modern age, our fears require more mental clarity than they do physical force more often than not which is why it's important we find a way to dial up clear thinking in times of stress and confusion so you can make empowered choices rather than triggered reactions and your journal can definitely help you to do this. In fact, I believe your journal is one of the most powerful places you can turn to when you're overwhelmed, triggered, freaked out or otherwise disempowered. You see, with the help of your journal, you can transform fear into focus. In other words, you can write yourself some clarity You can tap back into your thinking analytical brain and figure out a way forward that feels aligned with who you really are and what you actually want, like a way forward that isn't fight or flight. Now, let me explain how you do this. And the first step is to breathe. And I know my kids, they get so triggered with me when I say this to them when they're angry or frustrated, because breathing is the last thing you feel you want to do when you're overwhelmed with fight or flight energy. 
Like your instinct is to lash out like verbally or physically or withdraw yourself. But in most situations, you don't want to do that. Instead, you want to return to a calm, focused place of mental sharpness. And breathing can help you do that. And breathing is the way to go because it's something you can do consciously to transform how you feel in your body. Consider the contrast. When you're stressed, your breathing is very shallow. But when you consciously deepen your breath and you pull more air and oxygen into your lungs, your stress rate begins to lower. Let's try it now. Just notice what happens when you take a really deep breath in and then relax. And another one. Just notice how the energy around you changes. Like you probably feel calmer, maybe more grounded or present, maybe even more fully in your body. And this is another power of, of breathing as a perspective shifter. A focus on your breathing also pulls you into the present moment. And when your focus is on the present, you can shift your perspective about what's real and what is perceived. Because you think about it, the kind of mental stress that puts our minds in overdrive, like, have you noticed your imagination can take you to fearful places and make you worry? And what I mean by this is your fears can often drive you to think about the what-if scenarios. And if you start to play the what-if game, like things can spiral out of control. You can end up down rabbit holes that aren't helpful and actually drain your energy and your enthusiasm and also your power. And the worst bit is with a lot of the what-ifs that we worry about, they might not even happen. I think it's Jodie Picoult said in one of her novels that worrying is like being on a rocking chair, like you're moving, but you're not going anywhere. And that's not great for us, especially when we want clarity or focus. So allowing yourself to use breathing to get centered in the moment can really help you distinguish between what's actually present and what is just a figment of your mind that you've conjured up through the power of your imagination. And once you've used some breathing to regroup yourself and recenter yourself, you can then turn to your journal. The breathing takes the edge off the fear. Just those few deep diagrammatic breaths just help to relax things and release it's almost like releasing the valve on a pressure cooker it just releases a little bit and then you can start pouring your heart and your thoughts into your journal and what's really important at this point is you let it all go remember your journal can hold anything and I literally mean anything inside your journal you can have a no holds barred conversation with yourself where you can reveal all your frustrations and fears, all of it. You can rant, you can sound off, you can throw a tantrum if you like. It doesn't matter. You can get all the worry, confusion, fogginess, frustration, get it all out of your head. Leave the inner critic at the door. Allow the truth of what's inside to speak out. Don't censor it. Don't judge it. Don't make yourself bad for feeling things that don't feel good. Just get it out. Because when you do something magical happens, like literally you free up headspace and this is huge. 
I don't know about you, but when I get worried or fearful, like I notice my thoughts tend to compound on themselves. And in the constraints of my head, my thoughts just kind of go round and round in circles. And that somehow makes it worse because there's just no closure. But when I write things down, when I write down what I'm thinking and feeling, like the edge is taken off my fear. And often when it's outside of my body, outside of my head, the fear doesn't feel quite so forceful or heavy. It's, it's less intense. It's, it's less heightened. Sometimes when I write something in my journal, I notice how my fears have actually blown up the situation into something that it isn't. And so the journal just gives me that shift in perspective. And perhaps most powerfully of all, by journaling on the fear and writing the fear, I, I get to acknowledge the fear instead of denying it. And that in itself makes me feel better. Because when something is acknowledged, when you own it and see it and notice it, you can, you can do something with it. You're, you're no longer in denial. You're not pretending it's not there. You're not trying to brush it under the carpet and just kind of push through it. You become aware. And awareness is the first step to transformation. Now, there's another piece for this because there's also power in your journaling because when you write about your fears, you start to move the energy associated with those fears. Because when you write how you feel, you can process those emotions. Like, you can even release them. It's, it's why sometimes I will cry when I'm journaling. Like Other times I might shout or, or stamp my feet or just make some noise because that movement and that release just helps to move the frustrated energy out of my body. And it's true, I always feel better afterwards. I feel freed and I feel released. And this is an important practice because we're not always that great at feeling or expressing, in quotes, those bad emotions. Like, we don't really acknowledge that we feel angry or ashamed or jealous or hateful. Because what would those things say about us? But remember, your journal is sacred safe space just for you. But the only person who's going to judge you in your journal is you. And if you can give yourself the love and the compassion and the space to feel what actually is present, those feelings can dissipate. And, and anyway, you can always dispose of the offending journal entry if you choose to. You don't have to keep it in your journal. It can be ripped up or, or whatever. But just take the time to allow a stream of consciousness journaling to, to empty your head and use that process to create space for new thoughts and new ideas to come through. Because once the initial like fear is, is out and revealed and the light shone on it, you can use that space and that, that, that capacity that you've created to ask yourself some, some different questions you can direct your attention in a different focus. You can ask questions that will take your thinking and your idea generation down the path of empowerment. In other words, you can use your journal to transform fear into focus. So you can crack on with achieving your dreams, setting bigger goals, and ultimately living your best life. Now, I'd love to finish this episode with some resources to help you write your way from fear to focus. So you can start to put into practice some of the ideas we've explored in this episode. So first up, here is a journaling prompt for you to dive into. And this journaling prompt is, why do I feel this fear? 
Why do I feel this fear? Now, the power of this question is the invitation it holds for you to dig a little deeper. Here's the thing. The more we understand our fears, the more skilled we become at navigating them. Fear is very clever. Remember, its sole purpose is to keep you safe by preventing you from taking steps that might leave you exposed. Fear knows how to press your buttons. It knows how to stop you in your tracks. It knows how to switch on the doubt that's going to keep you stuck. But if you know what's underneath the way you feel, you get clearer on what you need to heal and transform. So you don't feel so triggered again should similar circumstances show up. For example, this past year, I have reduced my visibility fears. I have changed my relationship with visibility. Like I know in myself, I'm able to take bolder steps before my fear creeps back in. For example, I'm able to do this podcast. I'm able to do my Facebook Lives. I'm able to be interviewed on people's podcasts. I don't have the same that I used to. But of course, at this new level, I have new visibility fears. But I also know when that fear does show up, when I reach the, the new edge, when I reach that place of, I feel stops now. I know I can jump into my journal and do the next level of inner work and inner inquiry that helps me understand what's getting in my way and why I feel stuck. So if you want to answer this question for yourself, and it's something I encourage you to do every time the fear stops you in your tracks, you can download the prompt as a worksheet and get to writing. But that's not all. I also want to introduce you to something brand new because we have created a new digital download at Best Self Co. And it's called Transform Fear to Focus. And it consists of a series of journaling exercises, all designed to help you direct your thinking down new tangents so you can step back into your power and unlock the clarity you need to take bigger moves. It's super cool. And you can buy a copy via the link in the show notes. And to close, this piece, this final piece is really important. It's very likely that fear will never really completely go away. Remember, fear is there to protect you. Every time you evolve to a new level in your life, a different level of fear will show up. What you can change, though, is your relationship with fear. You can guide yourself to ease the fear so it doesn't stop you from going after the things your heart desires. If you master the art of transforming fear into focus, I think pretty much anything becomes possible for you. And most importantly, you've got this and your journal has got you. So next time, fear shows its ugly head and threatens to steal your dreams and keep you trapped. Remember to breathe, then jump into your journal and write your way to clarity and focus. It's one of the most powerful ways you can become your best self. As always, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this week's episode, I please encourage you to rate and review the show so that more people can discover what we're doing here on the Writing Your Best Self podcast. You can also tag us on social. We're at Best Self Co. Or you can tag me personally. I'm Georgina Elmashady. And until next time, get to writing. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 